Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each of us. Peace be with you. Friends, we return this weekend to the regular cycle of readings for Ordinary Time, and we're met with a bracing spiritual teaching from the Lord Jesus. The Church has very wisely, cleverly coupled our gospel for today with a passage from the prophet Jeremiah. I'd like to begin with that passage. Jeremiah, you know, was such a human character. He was indeed one of the greatest prophets of Israel, a man deeply in touch with the purposes and presence of God. But at the same time, he was often unsure of himself. He felt he was too young when God called him. He was beset by lots of real enemies, and he also cultivated what we might call today some paranoid fears. He strove with all his heart, to do and say what God wanted. But he also hesitated, he questioned God, and sometimes even blamed God for his problems. So, complex human figure. Well, listen to him today as he speaks in our first reading. I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side, denounce, let us denounce him. Well, this is what the prophet hears in the wake of his prophecy. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't know really any of the prophets of Israel were met with extraordinary, you know, positive response. Almost all of them got a lot of negative feedback. He goes on, all those who are my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. (laughs) Now, I must say, maybe at the risk of myself sounding paranoid, As someone who does um, a fair amount of commentary in the public uh, sphere, that sounds pretty contemporary. You know, you you say something, you write an article, and and people are just watching for you to say something wrong. Well, this is the reaction that uh, Jeremiah gets to his prophecy. But then, listen, everybody, in the midst of his fears, he senses something of extraordinary power. He says, but the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. Now, notice here, it's not a game of of either or. It's not, oh, look, my troubles have all disappeared, and all that's left is the grace of God. Rather, if I can put it this way, it's, In my struggles and during my conflicts and anxieties, I sense a power greater than all of them. One of the most fundamental teachings, I think, in the whole Bible is right there. Not, oh, God is with me, therefore I have no problems. But rather, in my struggles and in my troubles, I still sense a power that is greater. 
Okay? Now, listen to how all this is amplified and intensified in the teaching of Jesus. Here's the Lord now speaking our gospel for today. Fear no one, he says. No matter who's threatening you, no matter who is thundering denunciation, no matter who is coming at you with a furious intensity, don't be afraid. Now, why? Why? Because in Jesus Christ, you become connected to the very power of God, to that power which is here and now creating the universe. You stand above all the vagaries of space and time. You are in the center of that famous wheel of fortune, which I've spoken of before. Right? The wheel that turns. Sometimes you're up. Sometimes you're down. Sometimes you're losing. Sometimes you're gaining. That's life. It just goes that way. Health and power and pleasure and honor. The wheel turns all the time. But when you're in Christ, you're not on the edge of the wheel. You're in the center of the wheel that doesn't change. Shift the metaphor. When you're in Christ, you're in the interior castle, to use Teresa of Avila's language. That means no matter how much violence and mayhem is going on outside, you have found a place of safety and a place of power. Notice, please, now how wonderfully Jesus expresses this. He says, Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. See, the body passes. The body, if you want, lives on the edge of the wheel of fortune. But the soul, that place where you are in living contact with God, that soul endures forever. So, if I can put it this way, get your fears in right order. Get your fears properly prioritized. Listen again to Jesus. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. Wowee. What are you afraid of? Whom are you afraid of? Those paper tigers that can kill the body? Or the living God who can kill both body and soul? That's another way to state the same idea. In the midst of the world's struggles, difficulties, you can find a place of safety and power when you are grounded in Christ Jesus. Okay? Now, with that principle in mind, think of the saints. Saints might de be defined as those rare human beings who have rightly prioritized their fears. That makes sense. That helps me to understand them. Those rare human beings who have rightly prioritized their fears. Think of the young Karol Wojtyla, St. John Paul II. Behind locked doors, as a young man during the Nazi period, preserving the great works of Polish literature, knowing full well that if the Nazis found these young people, they'd be killed. That same Karl Wojtyla, now come of age as Pope John Paul II, 
could say in his inaugural homily to all the world, be not afraid, echoing the same words of Jesus. Mind you, someone who had experienced personally and directly the worst barbarism of the 20th century, who would have every right, you would think, to feel uh, justified in his fears. And yet he says to all the world, don't be afraid. Where's that coming from? Where's that come from? It comes from a groundedness in Christ. Or think of a very recently ordained saint, Jose Sanchez de Rio, the young Mexican man who, during the Cristero period, you know, when the Mexican government had turned violently against the church, were, were putting priests and nuns to death, burning down churches, trying to stamp out Catholicism. This young man, all of 14 years old, stood for his faith. Despite enormous opposition, despite threats, despite the worst kind of torture, and finally, despite the the realized threat of the firing squad. He wasn't afraid of those paper tigers who could kill only his body. He was more concerned with his soul. State it differently, he was living in Christ and therefore therefore found the place of peace and safety even under the worst conditions. Think of another recently canonized saint, Teresa of Calcutta, the diminutive nun who calmly walked into the maelstrom of the worst slum in the world and commenced to care for the poor and the sick and the dying. Furthermore, that same nun, now a Nobel Prize winner, who had the courage to stand before a national prayer breakfast in Washington and challenge the president and first lady and government to their faces over the issue of abortion. Where's that courage come from? It comes from living in Christ. Don't be afraid of those that can kill the body and do nothing else. Think of Charles Lwanga, the 25-year-old chief of pages to the king of Uganda in the 1880s, who refused the king's sexual advances as well as the king's subsequent demand that he renounce his Christian faith, marched to the place of execution, tied to a grill he endured, burning at the stake, sighing only, O God, as he died. Don't be afraid of those who can harm only the body. See, whom did all these people fear? Not the wickedest human beings that surrounded them. Rather, they feared God. They worried not about what people wanted them to do, but what God wanted them to do. See, what are your priorities in terms of desire and in terms of fear? Whom do you want to please above all and whom do you fear? See, in some ways, once you resolve those questions, the rest of your life will unfold. Notice too, as I already mentioned, none of these great figures lived a serene life. That's to say, a life free of worry and threat and persecution, just the contrary. 
You know, something always strikes me as odd. It's somehow it's assumed that those who believe in God expect their lives to be a, a bowl of cherries. <laughs> People say, how, you believe in God, but how then could you explain the fact that you're going through suffering? Well, as though anything in the Bible or anything in the great tradition of the church would lead us to expect something other. <laughs> you know, is there any page of the Bible that says, oh yeah, those who believe in God, they'll be perfectly fine. Nothing bad will ever happen to them. Gosh, on the contrary. It's not the either or of, oh, okay, you believe in God, uh, or, or you have struggles. No, it's finding courage in the midst of the struggle. Finding the courage that gets you through the negativity of your life. I love the lines from that great um, hymn. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since love is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? That's not someone who is just living an easy life. That's someone who is experiencing the storm, but nevertheless clings to a rock in the midst of the storm. He knows that love ultimately is Lord of heaven and earth. And that's why despite the pain and the struggle, he can't keep from singing. There's our great spiritual lesson for today. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.